Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirabbil alamin. Wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Welcome to all our viewers, our students, our brothers and sisters who are viewing this discussion inshallah ta'ala. Welcome to another roots conversation, a casual conversation about the topics that we need to really be thinking about and reflecting on uh, as Muslims in the 21st century. Uh, today we have with us uh, our dear brother and our ustad, Ustad Ashraf Dabus, uh, the Deputy Imam of Lewisham Islamic Center, um, and our teacher, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us tawfiq in our discussion. Uh, today's discussion is centering around the theme of social media, its ills, its harms, how it's impacted, the way we think, the way we operate, the way we socialize, the way we do and receive da'wah, the way we learn and the way we teach. Um, so hopefully towards the end, we will have an uh, open Q&A towards the audience. Um, but we're hoping, inshallah, to to today hear from uh, our esteemed guest and to discuss really uh, on the ground, we've taken our questions from our audience, from the university students and professionals, and we want to pose those questions and, and really have a discussion around this theme. So uh, before we begin, just want to greet our guest. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustaz Ashraf. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustaz for having me. Wa alaikum, it's an honor to have you. Um, to start with, I wanted to start by mentioning an anecdote. Um, I remember watching a video of the Sheikh Muhammad Mukhtar Shinqiti, one of the esteemed scholars uh, in Medina al-Munawwara. Um, and he's being asked a question about how do we deal with social media and this addiction of social media? And I can't seek knowledge because of social media. And he mentions in his answer that he himself one day got a brand new smartphone and he installed Twitter on it. And he said, after Isha, I sat on this phone and I installed Twitter and I looked up and it was Fajr time. My Qiyam layl was out the window. My Quran at night was out the window. I didn't even sleep that night. And one steps back and thinks, subhanAllah, a scholar of that esteem and of that, you know, known for his worship and his asceticism and his distance from the dunya, if he can be consumed by social media, then what of you and I, what of us with our weaknesses? So to start with the first discussion point was uh, centering around the social media and its impact on our iman. Does it really have an impact on our iman or is it something that's, you know, a fact of life? We have to, we have to move with the times, we have to integrate. Um, is it something that can consume us? Uh, so that's the first kind of set of questions to discuss, inshallah. What are your thoughts? Okay. Bismillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah. Allahumma sharah li sadri wa sali amri wa hlul uqdatan lisani yafqahu qawri wa ba'd. Subhanallah, I've never actually heard that um, about Sheikh Muhammad Mukhtar Shinqiti. Uh, before and to be honest with you I'm I'm not actually surprised um, it's not that I'm not surprised um, in regard to that happening to Sheikh Muhammad Mukhtar Shinqiti but um, I'm not surprised in the sense the way that these devices have been designed and the way that these programs and these applications have been designed um, and I think this is a very 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 uh, deep and uh, vast topic um, I don't think it's possible to cover it in in, in you know a few minutes um, and I think it, it requires uh, specialists of various kinds uh, to to discuss, especially in the the realms of psychology. Um, and it's 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 known now the the designers of these applications, um, these these smartphones, etc. They discuss how you know they they initially designed them to plant um, behavioral changes deep within a person's subconscious, mm-hmm. um, and this is something that. The salih and the non-salih is not going to be free from the, these people. They're they are they're tampering with the human psyche. You know, their 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 field of of practice is human psychology, and they are designing these applications to target parts of us on a subconscious level that we are not aware of. Um, and that that's why these 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 things, you know, social media platforms are so so dangerous. Um, before we even get into the spiritual aspect, when we look at it from a psychological perspective, you find um, the people that are, you know, so-called practicing, um, quote unquote, and I don't like to use that word because, you know, how do you define practicing? Um, but people that are, you know, they're considered to be practicing, they're falling into into major issues. And this is one of the, you know, the, um, you could say, khasais perhaps of the social media realm is that, it will drag a person in regardless of their um, their their place in society. So the most wicked of the wicked will find a place on social media. The most mm. righteous of the righteous will find a place on social media. Um, it, it has a way of bringing everyone in. You know, if you like Quran, then you can be kept up all night on, on, on 
topics relating to the Quran, discussions relating to the Quran, and so on and so forth. Um, so um, the the topic of social media, I think it's 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 something that we really really need to to um, raise our awareness about, and we need to start to question ourselves in relation to our use with social media. As an imam, I've seen um, you know things that Subhanallah, I didn't, I would not have imagined exist. You know, brothers um, falling into issues that I would not have imagined um, to exist had I not heard them um, through you know these conversations. Um, and it and it starts all with this the smartphone, social media. Mm-hmm. A person is exposed to something in his household that previously perhaps they wouldn't even be able to travel to. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's why these things are so dangerous because mm-hmm. you are sitting in the comfort of your own home and you know, ideologies, images, um, you know, v- videos, um, various types of sin, they approach you without you even having to put any effort into it, mm-hmm. especially on social media. Um, and, and we can look into, you know, just some, some basic examples. Um, so for example, the Prophet, salam, a very famous hadith, which I'm sure many have memorized or at least heard once or twice in their lifetime, if not multiple times. From the goodness of one's iman is to abstain from that which does not concern him. It does not concern his deen, nor does it concern his dunya. And when you look at most of the things on social media, they relate to things that don't concern us. You know, so, so the spiritual implications of that alone, um, we can't measure these things. The, when, when a person goes online, when a person goes onto Instagram, onto Twitter, onto um, Facebook, Snapchat. Most of the time, they're searching out for that which does not concern them. They're looking for what other people are up to. And uh, many of the issues that we have in our time, mental health issues such as anxiety, depression, you know, um, feelings of emptiness, um, stress, so on and so forth, much of that for the youth at least relates to their social media use. A person goes online sees these picture-perfect moments that someone has taken of themselves, placed mm-hmm. online, they see these things and they feel depressed. You know, and it can happen to anyone. It can happen to, let's say, a, a, a talib ilm, someone who's studying. They mm-hmm. see this person is teaching and they see people in, in the crowd or they see, you know, this person is, is, has, is talking about books or this person is studying with this person or that person. They start to, to, to question themselves. What am I doing? You know, I, I can't compare to this person. Likewise, a person... Um, who is trying to attain wealth or, or status or fame? The same. It's the same process. So it's it's a very problematic um, uh, area. Uh, another hadith, uh, the Prophet Ali um, he he mentioned, uh, None of you will truly believe until a person loves for himself what he what he loves for others. On us, you know, the way we use social media, exposing people. You know, attacking people. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about ghibah, that it's like um, eating our dead, uh, our dead brother or sister's flesh, you know. Yes. Um, and online, what do we do? We backbite, you know. We, the, the ulama, they, they say even, you know, squinting of the eyes can be considered backbiting. But mm-hmm. online, we put emojis, you know, we, we, we make sarcastic comments, memes, you know, turning other people into memes. And it's, it's, it's very, very problematic. Then you have what's tenable kathira min al-dhan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to, to abstain from, um, from overthinking, from considering others in a bad light. Mm-hmm. And what do we do online? We are assumptuous. You know, we, 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 we are assumptuous in others' intentions. You know, we, we judge people. We, it's the, the whole thing. It's as if the, it's been based upon everything that we as Muslims should stay away from. It's um, kind of, it brings out the worst in us, the worst of our qualities. Yeah, and, definitely. And although perhaps uh, some may think that all of these are psychological effects, I, I suppose one way to look at it isn't isn't our iman based on our psyche? Isn't the the nafs is what interacts with Allah, and if yeah, that nafs, oh. the ruh is harmed negatively, then how how will that interaction with Allah take place? Exactly. Or we could say that the the psychological state is based upon a person's iman. So when you're exposing yourself to these sins every day, um, you know, the, the eye and the heart are connected. When anything that enters into the eye immediately enters into the heart. And it's very, very difficult to, re- to, to, 
to relieve your heart of 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 that image or that thing that has entered through the eye. Mm-hmm. And so on a on every on an everyday um uh, basis we are seeing so much imagery through social media platforms, our phones, etc. Um what effect does it have on the heart? Mm-hmm. And of course modern society are not going to measure these things because they don't um you know believe in these things or or they claim not to believe in these things. They give them other names for example. Um in fact, it's not, it's not yeah. a sec, it's a, not a success metric. If if we are um, the success metrics for social media for businesses is usually engagement, interaction. Exactly. Now, how much are people? How long are people spending on the newsfeed? How long do they spend on my advertisement? So yeah. it's the what success for them is actually a form of perhaps a form of failure for us. And and it's also turning us into a type of commodity. Mm-hmm. Our data is 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 collected. Our data is sold. You know, the the our our mind space becomes a remit of of trade for for these big um, companies for these platforms. You know, the the more they engage you, and that's why social media users, you know, social media influencers, as they say, yeah. why is it that they that they they're so heavily promoted and loved by these companies because they are able to engage you, i.e., they're able to buy your mind space, bring you to to these platforms, um, and and that brings me to to the second point. Every everything that a person does is based upon a philosophy. It's something mm-hmm. that a man cannot separate themselves from. Everyone has an underlying philosophy. For us, our philosophy, our framework is an Islamic one, mm-hmm. and so we we should ideally, at least, be basing our actions. You know, for example, in Kitabul Bay, in the trade and transactions, that which is halal and haram, the fuqaha they mention that it's not permissible to sell something which is of no benefit to a person. Some of the fuqaha, at least, um, of of no benefit. I can't pick up a rock and sell a rock if the rock has no, you know, intrinsic value. If it's not mm-hmm. of, of benefit, we have we have ethics when it comes to to um, our trade. But here we're living in a society which is based on what making as much wealth as possible, mm-hmm. making as much financial gain as possible, and so they don't have those ethical boundaries that we would have. Um, and so it goes back to your question, you know, can we use these things? Should we abstain from these things and so on and so forth? These are the types of questions that we we should be asking. Is it possible for us to use these platforms? You mm. know, and and um some some might say that's a very radical idea, you know, say that we can't use these platforms. But we're living in in, in radical times. We're yeah. living in times of 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 real, you know, craziness when you look at what's happening um in the world to people's minds. You only have to go onto Twitter. To see, you know, the, the 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 nonsense that's taking place, and it's a strange thing that you have to go on social media to see the nonsense, because okay. you know, like in the sense that that's all it spouts. And if you think about the last year or the last two years, uh, you know, the largest kind of almost like the largest inquisitions that have taken place uh, in government, scores and scores of government officials interviewing one man. It's been mm-hmm. government uh, officials interviewing and interrogating the CEOs of the largest tech companies, either for data privacy or for other reasons. It's almost as though social media has broken the world and yet we are still there playing to its fiddle. Um, one wonders, you know, another, men- uh, you mentioned so far the things we receive from social media, the, mm. the images we see, the things we hear. But there's also another equation to it, which is the first thing you see on Facebook is what's on your mind, right? That's the first prompt. It's a prompt for you to share. Mm. constantly for you to be writing, mm. speaking, taking pictures and sharing. Whereas in Islam, the default is silence. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, if, if you have nothing good to say, then you should be silent. It's the exceptions. Yeah. If you have something good to say, then you should speak. Yeah. And, Whereas, and there, there are two, two, um, two prophetic traditions, two statements of our Prophet ﷺ. I believe if a person were to follow these two statements, it would be very difficult for him or her to, to have any presence on social media. The first one, which I've already mentioned, من حسن إسلام المرء تركه ملاعني, you know, from the goodness of one's iman is to leave off that which does not concern him or her. So um, we wouldn't be searching out what other people are doing. We wouldn't be, you know, inquisitive into the inf- the business of others because it doesn't concern us. The second is من كان يؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر فليقول خيرا أو لا يصمت. Whoever believes in Allah in the last day, let him say that which is good or remain quiet. And now, what does what does that entail? Saying that which is good, um, you know, a good statement is a qualified statement. Uh, you know, as the, for example, in in matters of ijtihad, the fuqaha 
they mention, you know, explicitly mention a person who engages in ijtihad but is not qualified to do so is a, a sinner. Athim. You know, we go onto Twitter, for example, and we can see the, the, you know, hundreds of, of muftis that we have every day giving opinions and, and discussing issues. And even worse than that, we have people that are talking about the iman of others. Um, another example, we have political analysts, you know, we have, um, economists, you know, we, we have so many specialized individuals online, but mm. in reality, these people are not qualified. They, they don't have the means of, of talking about these things. So there, this is a type of sin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, speaking about others, be, um, investigating the, the, the actions, the, the intentions of others. An example of which, um, what's taken place with, uh, Muhammad Salah and, mm. uh, you know, putting up a, a, a picture of himself and his family with a Christmas tree. You know, regardless the what the ruling of that and you know the details, it's besides the point. It's not for the general masses to you know be judgmental and 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 question a person's Islam and Iman and so on and so forth. That's going into areas that does not concern um, us. Um, just as in medicine, if a, if a person were to start tweeting about medicine online, you know, no one would take them seriously. But when it comes to the Deen, when it comes to you know, other individuals. And you see most of those who become famous online, they become famous through talking about others, refuting mm-hmm. others, you know, contra- controversy, controversial mm-hmm. topics and clickbait titles. And that mm-hmm. just tells you what the online world is, is really like. You know, there was a, there's a famous, um, sheikh from, uh, originally from Sham, a Hanafi scholar. And, um, I was discussing with a younger brother, um, social media recently. And I showed him this um, Sheikh's YouTube page. His name is uh, Sheikh Ashanar. So he has many tahqiqat and, and explanations online. He's a researcher. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Very, he's a researcher and he's currently living in Egypt. Um, and his videos, like he has explanations online of, of books which are really, you know, big and, 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 and very, very technically detailed, um, you know, showing that this is a scholar. But mm. yet his videos have maybe 50, 60, 70 views per mm. video. And then you go to another person's YouTube page who is ignorant, you know, unqualified. Um, and you can tell by the content. And this person has thousands of views. Mm. You know, it, it shows you what the reality of the online world is. It's, it's the algorithm to switches the pyramid upside down. It gives the, it. the juhal the platform and it gives the ulama the underbelly. And that's it. And, and these algorithms are very dangerous because the algorithms will change a person. Um, there's an article that uh, I recently, by the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, put out on social media. And I discussed in that article the dangers of um, uh, social media use for a, 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 a teacher of Islam. Because mm-hmm. what can happen is your message becomes lost to the algorithms. Mm-hmm. Because the algorithms dictate um, the popularity of your of your, your message. And so you will find that which is, you know, really needs to be talked about might only get a few views. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, the, the so-called tear jerking reminders, they get thousands of views. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, you decide that I need to leave off, you know, the, the raw content and, and go for the, 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 um, the, uh, the tear jerking uh, reminders. And, and the sheet, and the, the sheet needs to be added into the background. Yeah, I mean, I I don't mean to say that's necessarily a bad thing. We need that uh, as well. But but the issue is is if um, you become uh, dictated to rather than dictate, you know, it's like a doctor. If a person goes to the doctor and is seeking medicine, the doctor needs to dictate to the 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 person, the sick person, what medicine to take. If the sick person starts to dictate to the doctor the medicine they want to take, (laughs) there's going to be a big problem. Um, <laughs> exactly. And this is exactly the hadith, you know, that there will be, um, you know, juhal, they're taken as ru'asa, um, and they, they, you know, misguide themselves and become, and, and misguide others. When they're questioned, they give answers, you know, and it leads to the misguidance of others, unqualified. And that's the social media realm. You know, previously, in order to become or to be famous, you had to be successful. Mm. You know, you had to have had achieved something deemed successful previously today being famous is deemed as being successful mm. you know so success is is the consequence of fame whereas previously fame was the consequence of success and and that again is very problematic um and the route to fame today is not perhaps tahqiqat 
publishing no, no, it's research not. works. It's, it's producing content, controversy, yeah, drama. Yeah, that's it. And is this is this almost a description of the Muslim Twitter scene, the Muslim YouTube scene, refutations, arguments, drama, lay people getting involved in debates that are above and beyond their caliber? How can Yes, generally speaking, no. how can a da'i or a muslih or a student of knowledge use social media to their advantage? Or is it the time for du'at and muslihin, people who are trying to reform, rectify activists in society to realize that their space is the physical spaces? Should we be boycotting the digital spaces as people who are trying to reform society, trying to call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How can, how can we battle the... You can't beat the algorithm, mm. you know. And you know how how is it that what is a productive usage for students of knowledge for du'at muslihin who are listening for activists who for university students and professionals who are benefiting? One of the questions we received from a university student was, "I come onto Instagram to receive Islamic reminders." Yeah. Um, you know, should I should I should I leave Instagram, and then I will not have a source of Islamic reminders uh, from another person who was running a page with a few hundred thousand followers, uh, an Islamic reminders page, saying, "Oh, mm-hmm. I benefit so many people." Mm-hmm. Um, but perhaps one way to look at it is, and I wonder what your take on this is, is that a real long-term benefit or, or are they anecdotal fleeting reminders that do they actually bring to action? We know that wa'ad, the reminder is important in Islam. Allah says about the Quran, muttaqin, it's a reminder for the God-fearing. But mm-hmm. that wa'ad, that reminder is supposed to lead to a, a sustainable development of action, of character building. Uh, perhaps there's there's these fleeting feel-good reminders on social media, but it doesn't lead to anything long-term and long-lasting. What do you think, you know, on this point, and especially for the du'at and muslihin, oh. and for the people who are trying to change and reform society using social media? Um, the first, the first point is, um, as you mentioned, you know, we we have to. I, I I'm not claiming that I have any any answers to these things. And it would be it would be um, uh, arrogant and wrong if I were to claim such a thing, being young and 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 inexperienced and learning like everyone else. But what I I can say is that history um, can teach us, and when we look at history, history often provides a blueprint of application and direction, um, a map, if you would like, um, of success. We we simply have to read the lives of those who were previously successful. And um, and we can we can start to to um, uh, determine you know the 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 common um, factors in their success stories. And so when we look at the Muslim leaders, the Muslim scholars, the Muslihin, we find that their success started on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just start with the Prophet ﷺ. The Prophet's success started oh, on the ground in Mecca. Mm-hmm. You know, it it was an islah of the uh, the anfus. It wasn't. It wasn't, um, you know, famous and, you know, Darul Arqam. It, it was, it started in secrecy and mm-hmm. slowly it started to expand. And when you look at the likes of, um, Imam Al Ghazali, rahimahullah ta'ala, and mm-hmm. others who speak about rectification of the soul, when you, when you look at the amrad, the sicknesses of the heart that they warn us against, these things tend to be promoted by the social media platforms, ego, you know, fame, um, success, um, status. Um, uh, what else is there? Argumentation, debating, showing off, you know, all of these things. Um, Imam Al Ghazali, Rahmahullah, he mentions that the, that which is often sought out and it's hidden. A person may be seen as a Zahid, you know, he's left off the dunya. People see this person as a Zahid. He's left off the dunya. He has nothing from this dunya. He wants nothing from this dunya. He becomes known for that. But he says the reality is he wants that which is, you know, the biggest part of this dunya, fame. He's, mm-hmm. he's seeking to be known through his zuhd. And, and, and this, this is what social media promotes. A person will put up that they're a teacher, that they're an imam, that they're a scholar, you know, that they're a caller to Islam and so on and so forth. But what is, you know, sometimes the case is that Islam becomes the vehicle for the self rather than the self becoming the vehicle or being the vehicle for Islam. Allah. And, we beautify ourselves in the name of calling others to Islam. But reality is it's it's simply a beautification of the self. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, or the Prophet alayhi salam, sorry, that Allah will you know throw the first people into Jahannam, the alim or the qari, the 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 the, the, the jawad and the jahid. These mm. three people are the highest status in Islam. You know, Ibn Abbas he he mentioned that the um 
the, the ink of the scholars will weigh more than the blood of the martyrs on Yom Al-Qiyamah. Yet the first person to be thrown into the hellfire will be from the scholars, at least be perceived as being from the scholars by the people. Why? Because he didn't have ikhlas. He didn't have the intention of benefiting others. When we look at the real scholars of the past, the real, you know, changes and trendsetters, Ibn Taymiyyah, Rahmullah, Al-Ghazali, Al-Nawawi, you know, Al-Suyuti, Al-Sakhawi, Ibn Hajar, Al-Bukhari, these individuals, they, they died, a lot of them, they weren't popular in their own time. Al-Bukhari mm-hmm. died and he was being boycotted. Ibn Taymiyyah died and he was um, in prison. Um, mm-hmm. Al-Ghazali died and he was simply teaching, uh, you know, although he did rise to prominence in his lifetime, he ran away from it. He was, he was teaching people in a, a small dar that he, he built. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, these individuals, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because of their intention, raised them and mm-hmm. made their works the means of revival for, for, for generations to come. Imam al-Shafi'i, what did he say? He said, if, if only I could teach this knowledge, but it wouldn't, it wasn't to be ascribed to my name. You know, he mm-hmm. didn't want this dunya. Um, mm-hmm. Imam Malik, what did he say? That which is for Allah will remain, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so we, and, and, and we look, for example, in the, the West Coast of Africa, the revivalist movements, uh, that of Don Fodio, you know, mm-hmm. we look to, um, the central, uh, parts of Africa, central, north parts, uh, the Sunusiya movement. Mm. Um, you know, we look to, uh, the Middle East. We have many movements in the Middle East. All of these movements, they didn't have social media. They didn't have telephones. They didn't have, um, you know, post that we know today. You know, they didn't have modern transport, mediums mm. of transport that we know today. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, he, he, he allowed that which they were calling to, to spread. Why? Because of their ikhlas, because wow. of their their amal, you know, mm-hmm. before before the the calling others to to what they were calling to, they were implementing it. So, I'm, and I'm talking from the perspective of teachers and imams and and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. You know, how 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 can we claim to have the solutions for society when we ourselves don't have the solutions for our own selves? You know, mm-hmm. the, these things are very very dangerous. They're designed to trap a person into being egotistical. And, and, you know, mu'jibun binafsihi. You know, we have to ask the question, would the early generations of Islam put up pictures of themselves? Mm. Would they, you know, would they put pictures of themselves up? The early generations of Islam, the, the, the Muslihin and the Mujaddideen, they didn't even hear their own voices, mm. you know, teaching. And we today, we're exposed to our own voices, our own images. You know, we're, we're exposed to, you know, people praising us and this culture of retweeting praises, you know, posting images of other people praising. I mean, what does that do for the ego? Mm. And does this go back perhaps to uh, the, the tahrim, the prohibition in Islam of image making and of statue forming that the greatest, the greatest and pious, most pious people, uh, statue should not be built for, for them or in, uh, kind of in reverence for them. Because as the Prophet says, لا تطروني كما أطرت النصارى ابن مريم do, mm. not pre- do not go overboard with me the way the Christians did with the son of Maryam. So perhaps yeah. this is, um, you know, we, not even, we don't even have a picture of the Prophet وسلم, But Allah mm. has raised his mention. So um, is it perhaps that in summary, the, the du'at and the revival, the people trying to revive society should go back to the way society was always revived, which is through من المؤمنين رجال صدقوا ما عهد الله عليه from the believers, yeah. there are men who have been genuine with Allah on His covenant. No, and alhamdulillah, we have you know ulama and and aima uh, and you know muslihun that are taking that path. They're not they're not they're not involved themselves in social media and any social media presence they have online. You see, it's it's by you know people that are close to them, students, and and that, and that's what we should we should see. Look, if my message, if I'm if if Allah is going to accept it from me, Allah will facilitate for my you know work to be. Um, you know, taken to the masses. If if that's not the case, then it was never to be the case anyway. Um, and and you know, when you when you mention you know imagery and and uh, you know idols etc. Subhanallah. In some instances, I believe today the worship of the self is far worse than the worship of of idols that people engaged in you know um, centuries ago. Um, you have people putting images of themselves up with with. Quotations, you know, like be the best self you can possibly be. What does that even mean? <laughs> Allah, you know, what does that mean? And and what are we saying about ourselves? 
and mm. and we because we we don't we don't question these things from the Islamic perspective, or sometimes maybe we don't have the means to question these things because of our lack of understanding of tezkiyah, you know, tarbiyah Islamiyah, and we just go with the flow. Um, but with but then there's the other side of it is as you mentioned, individuals that benefit from the reminders. So yeah, there's a need for it, mm. and and the the balance is is always needed. So the question that we have to ask is how can we you know, how can we have that balanced approach? Another aspect of the social media world that you have is, you know, per, the, the, the personification of, of institutions where mm-hmm. a personality becomes a representative for their institution. Now, what happens when personalities from various institutions clash? It means a clash of those institutions rather than those institutions working together for the, for the, you know, collective goal. They become, um, you know, basically, um, what's the word? At contrast with each other, due to these personalities, mm. uh, it's, it, it, there are so many issues with social media that need to be looked at. And on, on, on from a personal perspective, um, you know, as as an as a user, I'm saying the, the person has to be wary of. Okay, yes, I'm benefiting, but in reality, how much benefit am I taking from um, the, the the online world in comparison to to the negative impact it's having in my life? Mm. As an example, if I go online to take my social, to take my Islamic reminders, is it not possible that I can do so through a laptop rather than a smartphone? Mm-hmm. You know, then it becomes more focused. Is it not possible that I can rather develop the habit of reading a book? Um, you know, and the benefit to myself. Hmm? It's a lost habit today to read. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, again, th- th- is there a need for social media? It's questionable. Mm. It's questionable. I, I, I I may be you know some may hear me and say oh, this is you know very very harsh and and rigid and and but you need various opinions you know and and, and I suppose I, we're not even prescribing how to go about it we're kind of just raising awareness of we're raising the hard questions that to yeah. be fair most people know most people know that our social media usage is way out of line we all know mm-hmm. about ourselves uh, you know kullu mri'in bima kasabat rahina you know allah mentions in the quran that bal insanu ala nafsihi basira human beings we know ourselves we know yeah. we've fallen too deep into this mire and yeah. all we need is one courageous voice to tell us you know there's another way and one of the things i wanted to mention i hope you uh, you don't mind sada sharaf mm-hmm. that uh, when we met and we spoke about this issue before is that you have a Nokia dumb phone, right? You don't have a smartphone, right? No. And I just wanted to ask, as a practical solution, and I believe I have my dumb phone here as well. Alhamdulillah, you inspired me. Um, Alhamdulillah, and it's a movement. Inshallah, it should be a movement. But what you know, how has it impacted your life in a positive way? Of course, or definitely. Personal perspective. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like in my in my my home life, you know, I'm more engaged um, with my surroundings rather than being stuck. Because, you know, when you have a smartphone and especially if that smartphone becomes your medium of communication with various people and groups and so on and so forth, um, you can be, you know, so sucked into it very, very quickly and it becomes difficult to focus on your surroundings. There's no differentiation between, you know, your personal time and your, your work time or your, um, you know, whatever you'd like to call it, active time and so on and so forth. Um, and what, the, what I'll be honest, one of the main reasons why I, I switched to, you know, a, a normal phone, a dumb phone, as you, as you mentioned, is because of, um, I felt guilty with my, my, my daughters. Um, you know, I, I don't want, to, I don't want them to see me growing up as a digital zombie, you know, constantly staring at my phone, stuck, you know, you looking know, at a piece of uh, glass. It's so strange that this is the same reason for me as well. I have two mm. children and, the the day it changed was one day one of them said Yusuf my son was calling me Baba 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 one minute Yusuf one minute one minute and I'm on my phone and he says Baba put your phone away you're always on your phone and Subhanallah he just learned to speak yesterday and when the the first sentence he's bringing out is Baba put away your phone and he, the the realization that actually perhaps the presence of mind goes missing of around course. one's own family exactly a man only has one heart. And so if you're engaging your heart with your phone, then, you know, it becomes difficult to be engaged with your, your, your family members. Um, that's one aspect, the home life. The second aspect, you know, and this might sound strange, but honestly, traveling on the bus, traveling on the train without a smartphone, you know, it gives you time to reflect, to think, to, to, to read. Um, you know, if you want to communicate with someone, you have to give them a call because text messaging on, on, on the old phones is, 
um, you know, it's, 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 <laughs> you can't really type out long. Text <laughs> exactly. So you give them a call, you hear each other's voices. Um, you know, it's, it's so much, it's, 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 it's more wholesome. Yeah. yeah so we're living a more wholesome life. And with, you can focus on, you know, when you need to do work online, you focus on, on your laptop, you know, um, or if you want to have a smartphone, you access the smartphone, um, at home, for, you know, an hour or two a day, for example. Um, although even then, I believe that that's very difficult to do because the it way that they design them. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, the worst or, or, or another aspect that I don't really take into consideration too much, but, you know, it's there is when I go to bed, you know, I'm actually going to bed. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Whereas previously it would be, let me check my, my, you know, emails. Let me check my messages. Um, someone, I check my messages. Someone sent me a video on YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, so I end up watching a video on YouTube, something like that and so on and so forth. And, you know, you end up delaying your, your sleeping time, which leads to less sleep, leads to waking up later and so on and so forth. Um, I, I think it's, it's, you have, uh, you always have 15 tabs open in your mind. <laughs> yeah, no. And that's, that's, that's the other aspect. You know, the, the research has been done now to show that smartphone use, it limits a person's capacity to concentrate because you're reading a book, but your mind is, 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 is still connected to your smartphone. You know, you're anticipating your next message. You're anticipating the next comment. You're anticipating the next reply to a tweet or, you know, the next post on, on social media, et cetera. Um, so it's, it's, it's something which I think we need to be aware of at least and, and may perhaps look at, at alternatives, you know, and when we think about, um, the reality of this life that ultimately we're going to end up under the ground, you know, nothing is going to, to, to be worth anything to us except that which we have put um, into the grave with us of actions, i.e. good deeds. Um, and that which is going to harm us are the good, the, the bad deeds. When we, when we look at the smartphone from that perspective, how many good deeds do we carry out with our smartphones in comparison mm-hmm. to how many bad deeds? Are you know, we people, even able to keep track? Yeah. Are we not, even I'm, able to keep track? Yeah. If, if you just look at WhatsApp, I'm not sure what your experience with WhatsApp is. But, you know, yeah, I've been in many groups and, you know, just people sending videos, you know, whether they're they're, some videos, you know, they have images that you should not be looking at in them, you know, and for some people that can lead to looking at other videos, you know, brothers become addicted to pornography, you know, forgive me for being crude on their smartphones, you know, sisters are are engaging in, in, in haram things as well like that, but it's more so brothers, um, becoming desensitized your marriages are breaking up because of these smartphones literally marriages are breaking up because of smartphones a lack of ability to communicate um you know becoming addicted to 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 social media use um over spending quality time with with the family you know and and we use the excuse of i don't want to to be rude to this person that's online somewhere in the world but yet we're rude to others in the same room as us and our prophetic way the Prophet ﷺ, whenever he was speaking to someone, he would give them their full attention. Allah you know, Allah. He, he would look at them and give them full attention. We are now talking whilst we're looking at our phones, whilst we're looking at the screen. Um, so, that, I mean, like I said, there's a lot to discuss and, and it's a very short amount of time. Um, sure. well, we, can, we can at least... We can at least uh, provoke the thought in, in the photos. And one of the, I guess, you know, some comments are coming up on YouTube questions from from the people viewing. But I suppose, you know, the the last point, you know, coming wrapping up the discussion almost is um, toward the idea of the practical side. You know, is it is there a Ghazalian moment that needs to be had? You know, a man like Imam Abu Hamd al Ghazali, may Allah have mercy on him, a man of yeah. success, a man who is, you know, one of the pillars of the Shafi'i Madhab. He wrote so many works: Al Wajiz, Al Basit, Al Khulasa, encyclopedias of knowledge, well known in everything. And suddenly, out of the blue, he, he needs to just run away from it all. And it reminds us of the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he mentions that Yushiku an yakuna khayra mal al Muslimi ghanamun. يَتْبَعُ بِهَا شَعَفَ الْجِبَالِ وَمَوَاقِعَ الْقِطَرِ يَفِرُ بِدِينِهِ مِنَ الْفِتَنِ in Hadith in Bukhari that it may be a time when the best wealth of a believer is some, some sheep or some goat, some ghanam that he takes to the mountains and he runs away from fitan, from, mm. from trials. You know, is it the time to, uh, you know, what is the practical way perhaps for all of us to start thinking about, you know, steps we can take towards dealing with social media and, and, and tasting the spiritual, the positive spiritual fruits of, of avoidance of, of our smartphones? Yeah, I, I think 
you know, a practical step would be to develop some sort of plan to limit our use um, of smartphones. Um, you know, there should be a portion of our day where we are alone, you know, without any form of interaction with others. Um, and, and it's, that's a necessary part of, 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 um, a person's daily needs. You need time to reset yourself, you know, time to separate the, you know, um, views and opinions that you've consumed from the views and opinions that you have, you know, a, a time to internalize, time to reflect, time to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and a person today, you know, the, the, ma- the main reason that we use social media is, is, uh, you know, there are chemicals that are released when we use social media, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it's because a person is looking for something. Usually there's something that a person is looking for. Perhaps mm. they might be looking for, you know, that Iman boost, a reminder. Perhaps they're looking for success, for fame, you know, for, a, for, for, for some sort of aid or help in, in a particular area. All of those things, they come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala firstly and Allah. foremostly. Mm. So praying two rak'at, yeah, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is far better than, you know, watching 10 videos online in search of Iman. No, go and perform wudu and turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and pray and ask Allah, oh Allah, guide me. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will facilitate guidance. You know, guidance doesn't come through a smartphone. Iman doesn't come through a smartphone. Allah come, guidance comes through Allah. Iman comes through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. There are individuals who are extremely ignorant prior to smartphones, internet, you know, um, all of these modern mediums of communication even existing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala facilitated for them to become learned scholars of Islam. Mm. The, the, we do not depend on these things. And we need to learn to, to, to detach ourselves um, from these things. Um, the, the, uh, when I was in Medina, something that I noticed was, you know, you could, perhaps it was a social experiment of, of sorts. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the decline of, of, of um, those who were studying with the introduction of smartphones and, and uh, Wi-Fi internet. You know, you would, after Fajr, for example, p- people would be returning back to their rooms or, or staying in the masjid going to, to, to study, etc. After Isha, similar, you wouldn't really see people hanging around. Maybe they might be, you know, hanging around in social circles, playing some sports. Um, but usually they'll be going back to their rooms, maybe stay in the masjid, etc. But with the introduction of smartphones and Wi-Fi in the, in the university, you would see massive groups of students sitting around on their, on their smartphones, you know, for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you go, you leave the building, you come back, they're still there. Um, you know, you, you would see ideas entering into the university, um, that would have not been in existence there had it not been for the smartphones, for the internet, etc. And, and that's the danger of these things. You know, a, an idea can travel now faster than a man can travel himself. Oh. You can, with the click of a button, you can send an idea to the furthest parts of the world and it will take you days to reach that part of the world. Um, so this is one of the problems with, with seeking out Iman and knowledge online. You don't know what you're, you're getting really. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you, when you seek it through an institution, through a masjid, you know, mm-hmm. through, through circle of scholars and so on and so forth, you can be certain as to what you're receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the UK, alhamdulillah, we're, we're blessed to have so many places of learning. You know, perhaps now it's slightly difficult. And unfortunately now we have become quite dependent on <laughs> online mediums. But this should not be seen as the, as the, you know, the, the default, exactly the norm. We shouldn't accept that. You know, our norm is, is a, is a norm of talaqi, you know, receiving directly from the teacher. You know, some of the scholars, they mentioned that there's, there's barakah in the talaqi process. You know, you, you may not understand something when you read it, but when you sit with the scholar and he reads it to you, you understand it because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up for you through that process of, of talaqi, you know, the interaction with your, your teacher, et cetera. Um, and and, and uh, so one of the things I noticed perhaps is that in, in every city there is a local imam a local sheikh okay he may not have the best funniest jokes or the best accent or the most powerful eloquence but a person who is learned a person who, who, who can teach who can recite a person who can connect with his community but the community will always compare perhaps the local imam to the celebrity imam on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, to the standard that he can never reach and so perhaps they think why should I attend my local masjid circle 
uh, with the sheikh whose English isn't even 150% when I can get something so much better online. Mm. And perhaps one of the th- things, stories I remember is when I first when I first started seeking knowledge, maybe about uh, 10 years ago, yeah. I had a friend and we went to sit with the sheikh and sheikh said to us, today, you are just going to hear the first hadith, al-hadith al-musalsal bil-awaliyya, the first hadith a teacher should teach their student. And my friend was saying to me, well, I've heard this hadith before, it's about mercy, and what's the big deal? We sat in front of the sheikh and he began to recite. He said, this is the first hadith I, ha- I heard from my sheikh. This is the first hadith from his sheikh, al-rahimuna yarhamuhum al-rahman. The most merciful people receive mercy from the most merciful Allah. By the time he finished the hadith, my friend was crying. Subhanallah. Because this is the the physical, the barakah of Mm. being in the physical space of seeking knowledge as opposed to the virtual environment. Yeah, Uh, you're aware, Ustad Hisham, the the scholars of the past, they they said we would seek adab, you know, the adab of Islam before we would seek the, 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 um, you know, the ilm. Imam Malik's mother told him, take from his akhlaq before you take from his ilm when, uh-huh. he, when, he, when he was sent to his first teacher. Um, and this is what we're missing today, you know. And you can tell when you go online and you see the interactions of people online, you can tell the learned from the non-learned because the learned person, you know, his, his akhlaq shows that he's a learned person. Um, and, and this is, 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 is one of the biggest indicators that shows, you know, we're, we're falling into a state of a real lack of education in Islam. Islam should set us apart from others. You know, mm. we should look at things and say this is unacceptable behavior for, for the Muslim, for the believer. And it's in, in important for us to ingrain these things into our culture um, as they previously were. And unfortunately, now the online world is developing its own culture. You know, the meme culture, the exposure culture, the cancel, mm. cancel culture, you yes. know, even certain ideologies that are being pushed, you know, um, accusing entire uh, groups of people of being oppressors and entire groups of people of being oppressed and all of these things. How do they relate to Islam? You know, it's it's the whole the online world is is it's a massive. It's toxic, place. isn't it? All of these cultures are very toxic. Yeah, it's it's very very toxic, and and this is why a person, you know, I I would advise anyone that has it in their capacity to detach from the online world. You know, really, I don't. Most people, I don't think there's any need. Instagram doesn't provide you know, much benefit. Twitter, not really much benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, most of most of the the, the benefit is reactionary. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really um, anything that will really aid a person in learning about Islam. If they really want to learn, you know, go to some of the online institutions that can that can teach if you if you need to use an online institution as your medium. If not, find an offline institution which is local to you. In the UK, Alhamdulillah, we have many. In America there are many. In Europe there are a few. And, 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 and benefit, um, from, from your time. You know, mm-hmm. learn how to read the Quran. Read the Quran daily. You know, having, reading one chapter of the Quran every single day will have more of an impact in a person's iman than watching, you know, hundreds of reminders. The, mm-hmm. the, it's, it's the practical implementation of Islam that makes the difference. It's not it's what we consume. It's what it we reminds apply. me of, uh, of an ayah. Exactly. Um, I don't know how to translate it accurately. The, uh, the, the, the froth will, you know... Uh, it disappears quickly. Yeah, it disappears quickly. When the wave strikes, it disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's what we want. We want the substance. You know, we want the, the, the deepness of substance. We don't want the froth of, of the, the shallow waters. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to acquire that substance, you have to take the time to fill yourself up slowly. When mm-hmm. you turn the tap on and you try to fill up a glass too quickly, everything just splashes out, you know, it all just shoots out of the glass. When you turn it on and you fill it up slowly, it remains, you know, steadily, but slowly it builds up. And that's another problem with the online world, uh, you know, desensitization. How many reminders do we see a day? How many statements do we read a day? How many of those are we implementing? You know, how many reminders do we receive? And then we forward and we haven't actually acted upon. Um, when one of the tabi'een came to Aisha, anha, what did she say to him when he asked for an extra hadith? She said, have you implemented that which I gave you yesterday? Allah he said, no. She said, go then because you're only building the evidences against yourself. Allah it's, it's, it's become a, a market. You know, it's, it's a realm of, of trade and transaction. Um, and, I, you know, I, I know it sounds very, very harsh and maybe unrealistic, but I honestly advise anyone that can stay away from it should stay away from it. Mm. And and beg Allah, ask Allah, oh Allah, give me a means of learning, give me a means of worshipping, give me a means of gaining closeness to you, 
in the real world. You know, real mm-hmm. action is done in the real world. The online world is is meant to be, you know, a, a means of 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 aiding, you know, supplementing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it shouldn't become our lives. And for the youth, it becomes, um, you know, our lives. It becomes what 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 we you know we base our our feelings upon, our moods upon. How we judge ourselves with, you know, how mm. popular am I? How many likes did I get? And so on and so forth. It's it's almost created. I mean, so that's of you were not born in the generation where social media already existed, but no, perhaps in our Alhamdulillah, in our teens and our twenties is when social media was introduced. But if we look at the generation yeah. now that's been born into YouTube and Instagram, they're completely different. This, the, there's a there's a well every generation always people say oh the next generation is not the same but really yeah. there's something different about the coming generation the, yeah. the the distance between between this and the coming and suppose if we if we whittle down the practical ideas we've mentioned is number one is for each of us to assess our own usage and be honest about our own usage and uh, number two if we say that we are benefiting from reminders or Islamic reminders to really assess how how deeply transformative have these reminders been and mm. can they be comparable to the in-person time spent in the masjid time spent learning through a local institute or through a local imam or through a local circle of sisters of brothers gathering to read one page of the quran each um mm. you know maybe that is perhaps more transformative so is it do we really need it and number three what you mentioned is a very practical point which you are practicing which i have practiced as well which is to actually just replace the smartphone to try it for one week, it only costs ten pounds, yeah. yeah. And to just see, I mean, experiment and see, can I do without it? We surely can. And and perhaps, how does it affect and transform transform our lives? Another thing I've seen some people do is they have a box where they okay. put their smartphone in this box. Everyone in the family puts their smartphone in the box. They put it on top of a cupboard, and from mm-hmm. until from a certain time to a certain time, nobody touches their phones. And before yeah. they go to bed, they put the phones back in the box. It doesn't enter the bedroom with them. But I feel this level of discipline is very difficult to achieve. That but this is the, this is why I would suggest just going with the the uh, you know the normal you know dumb phone because um, it, the these things have been designed to break discipline. Mm-hmm. They've been designed to entice you and entrap you, and so you have to be a very very disciplined person um, to be able to 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 uh, what's the word abstain from their usage. But going back to the second point, you know um, the. the when someone says I benefit online, perhaps what we can say is is you need to um, measure the benefit. So if you're benefiting, perhaps you're studying, you know, you're learning how to perform uh, ablution, how to perform prayer, how to apply Islam, then that's, you know, alhamdulillah, that's beneficial. If you're learning about, you know, things which will help you to purify your heart, to purify your manners, alhamdulillah, that's beneficial. But if what you deem as beneficial is learning which group um, are following the sunnah, which group are innovators, you know, which speaker, um, you know, has made a mistake here, refutations of this person, you know, gossip and, 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 and playground, you know, antics, then that's not beneficial um, at all. And, and the problem is people deem sometimes things which are not beneficial to be beneficial. You know, mm-hmm. beneficial is that which leads you to a closer state with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Imam al-Ghazali, he, he mentions, you know, that which basically allows you to practice Islam, i.e. you learn how to pray, how to perform tahara, how to perform that which is um, compulsory upon you every day, or you learn about your own deficiencies and how to cure yourself of those deficiencies, etc. That's what we should be aiming for. Or you learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you learn about how to gain closeness to Allah in your life, and so on and so forth. <laughs> Everything else, I think we have to be um, quite... Um, what's the word? Strict with mm. and abstain. You know the the qila, the qala, the refutations, etc. Because that's what a lot of the youth are drawn to: the mm. gossip and the drama. And it always amazes me the Quran in the Quran that when Allah describes knowledge, He always describes its pra- practical implementation. When Allah says, "Amman huwa qanitun ana al-layl sajidan wa qaima," as for the one who is standing upright at night, prostrating and standing, yahdhur al-akhirah, fears the akhirah, and he desires the mercy of his Lord. Then Allah says, "How can it be equal someone who has knowledge and someone who doesn't have knowledge?" So this is knowledge, you know, exactly. and. The, the description of knowledge is not somebody who is, um, you know, a ruwaybida. You know, these exactly. kind of people involved in the most lowly and you know argumentative discussions and scandals yeah, and the academic muscles. Allah Akbar. Um, Jazakumullah khair, Sayyid Ashraf. I think that's a really good point. Are there any other practical points, or shall we, inshallah, uh, if there are any other practical points? If not, we can con- 
take some one or two questions from the audience. Um, yeah, the last point I would say is, of course, to to be you know every person knows their own state, their own self, and and a person should take a balanced approach, um, you know, to to trying to abstain, um, because I don't want to make myself an example. Um, I, I've 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 tried to stop smartphone usage before, um, and I went back to using a smartphone, then I stopped it again, then I went back, and then finally I just alhamdulillah stopped it completely, um, and decided just to stick with the the older phone. I, I, I bought a laptop to replace the phone. Um, and that was my, 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 uh, that, but that's my approach. I'm not saying others should take my approach, nor am I saying that it's the solution. Mm-hmm. A person may, you know, decide to first analyze, you know, how, how are they benefiting? Are they benefiting? Another person may decide to use the box that you suggested. You know, the, the main point, as you said, is just to, um, you know, start the discussion, um, mm-hmm. maybe to raise some awareness of this issue um, for the younger generation. And I would suggest that uh, every person who can reads the book, Bidayatul Hidayah, The Beginning of Guidance by Imam Ghazali, and especially that which relates to the sicknesses of the heart, the ego, you know, love of fame, love of wealth, etc. Because that will allow them to analyze their social media use with an Islamic framework. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are books which detail, uh, you know, further detail this issue, the issue of the heart and the soul. But Bidayatul Hidayah is a short text, as you're aware of, Ustaz Hisham. So it's very easily accessible. Jazakumullah khairan. That's hopefully okay. that's enough points to go away and actually act upon. And may Allah make that a source of beneficial knowledge. If mm-hmm. I'm just going to put some of the questions coming in the comment section. First okay. question from a brother called Saqib Mahmoud who mentions, if someone has a mental health condition and they have highs and lows, the highs being high in Iman, the lows being fatigue, i.e. to the extent they can't get up to pray Fajr, can they be pardoned? Mm. If someone has a mental health condition, they have highs and lows. Um, the highs being high in Iman and lows being fatigue. Uh, what what I would suggest is to speak to um, someone that's specialized in mental health, firstly, mm-hmm. um, just to have a, a look at, you know, the highs and the lows. Um, and the highs in Iman, it's important to, you know, and this is for anyone because we all suffer highs and lows in Iman. Mm-hmm. So what we should do is establish um, standard practices for ourselves. So, you know, I might, uh, you know, my standard practice should be around this level. When I'm high, I might be acting up here, but they should never go below this point. Um, because what can happen is when we're high, we'll start to set ourselves. I'm going to do X and Y and Z. But when we're feeling low, we can only do X. So we should, you know, set ourselves a standard of practice um, that we can stick to throughout our um, highs and our lows. Um, that's the first point. With Fajr, um, again, I, I can't really, um, you know, say much because I, I don't, I don't know, um, the extent of, you know, uh, the link between the being, feeling that highness and fatigue and so on and so forth. But generally speaking, if a person has a medical condition and that medical condition leads to them not being able to, um, you know, to wake up for Fajr, for example, then it could be something that they're excused for. But we should not make excuses for ourselves because there are some, for example, that will say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very fatigued. I can't get up for Fajr. And so they miss the Fajr prayer. But were it be, um, were it to be work, for example, they can get up for work. Um, you know, they can get up for school. They can get up for, for other things. So we have to, you know, be, be, um, sincere in our assessments of ourselves. And of course, I don't mean uh, this brother here because I, I don't know his situation, but I would suggest that you speak to someone. Um, who specializes in uh, mental health um, to further assess the situation and then take that assessment to to someone who can uh, discuss the issue of of, of fatigue and fajr etc uh, with you after that initial mental health assessment uh, the same brother has has asked uh, another question but we will inshallah give one more chance to to, to somebody else inshallah uh, the brothers also asked if we can make a small dua for arsenal football club we will excuse this. Uh, uh, we'll excuse this joke this time, inshallah. <laughs> Somebody's asked to name the book again. I believe. Bidayatul uh, Hidayah, the beginning of guidance by Imam Al Ghazali, rahmahullah. It's sold. Um, you can you can buy the the uh, a very good translation by I believe uh, White Thread Press. That's right. Um, sold online on Amazon. Um, question from a brother. 
I believe, what activities does the Sheikh recommend to fill the void the social media often occupies? Mm. Um, firstly, I'm not a Sheikh. Um, that is a slightly misused term in our time today. Um, I'm aspiring to be a person who, you know, learns about the deen, etc. Um, the activities that a person can replace their social media uh, vacuum, you could say, the void, um, uh, that which you, you know, previously people used to have hobbies, you know, <laughs> it's something which is a lot, um, practice today. You know, you might be, yeah, you might be good at writing. You might be good at, at art, drawing, painting. You might be good at, um, you know, other things, cre- other creative means, replace it with acts of worship, with socializing, reading, um, you know, uh, recitation of the Quran, going out for walks. There, there are so many things that, that you can do. And, and the most productive of all of those things is to learn, replace it with learning, mm-hmm. with reading, you know, try to develop the habit of, of, um, of reading, um, in place of, and, you know, a lot of people today, they'll say, and I'm not assuming that this uh, person doesn't read. I assume they do read, but just on the point, a lot of people say they can't read. They find it difficult to read. Yet you're, if you were to, to add up the amount of comments and, and, perhaps mm-hmm. articles and, and so on and so forth that the person reads online today, it would perhaps equate to, you know, a chapter or two, maybe even three or four chapters a day um, from a, a book. So trying to, you know, focus on on things which are on the ground, just find something um, that you enjoy and that is permissible and, 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 and start with that, inshallah. Jazakumullah khairan. We're just going to put one more, which I believe is a comment, but I think it's important to look at this before we close, which is a brother mentioning that he acknowledges his phone usage is about seven hours a day. However, only two hours is something productive. And that's a huge amount of time, seven hours a day is a third of our day, it's a third of our life. Mm. Um, and may Allah reward the brother for being uh, honest and accepting it. But for, for someone who's, I mean, we've already mentioned advices and practical, but do you have anything to say, uh, Shalaf, about about this comment? Yeah. Look, I would say, firstly, you have to recognize that um, these social media platforms are the equivalent of digital drugs. The the impact that they have on a person's mind, you know, the dopamine, um, you know, the, the happy uh, chemicals that are released into the mind when using these things are the equivalent to 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 the use of drugs. Um, there are there are uh, research uh, papers carried out that show um, that giving a smartphone to a child is like giving a child um, cocaine. You know, it has the same impact on the mind of a child as cocaine has um, on the mind of a child. Uh, so, you know, perhaps not physically, but at least mentally. So we have to also look at it from our perspective and and see, you know, that this is something that needs to be addressed, number one. Um, be easy on ourselves, number two, because it's not diff- it's not easy to deal with these things, you know, and to seek help. You know, to seek help, maybe a friend, um, you know, maybe it might be an app that, um, you know, cuts down, cuts the hours down, or perhaps it might be time for, for a radical change and just get rid of the smartphone completely, you know, and that's going to be difficult. It's not easy, especially if a person is, is used to spending, you know, six to seven hours a day on their phone. It's going to be very difficult. Um, so maybe what you could do is, uh, is to, to develop a plan. You know, I use six hours a week this week. Okay, next week, I'm going to cut it down to five hours. The week after four hours, the week after three hours, you know, a progressive plan to try and reduce the time and also find an alternative, find an alternative for, um, for, for the phone use. Um, perhaps the lower your, your data amount, restrict the amount mm-hmm. of data that you actually have on your contract. Um, you know, try to be creative in, 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 um, in assess in in uh, finding a solution to these problems and you know just a final thought on this point not for this brother but generally speaking the early scholars and the early people of islam the righteous of islam they were worried about you know a bad ending dying in a way which is mm-hmm. which is um displeasing to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they would say that you know a person who would engage in secret sins would be at risk of 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 dying in a bad way um, and a lot of the time people get sucked into, you know, viewing content, which is of a horrific nature on these smartphones. Um, you know, they are engaged in viewing things which are, are not permissible things, which are, you know, perhaps even borderline major sins on these smartphones. Um, some of the stories that I've heard, 
you know, as I said, I wouldn't have ex- have known that these things even exist um, mm-hmm. had I not had heard them, uh, you know, uh, secondhand. Um, so it's to ask ourselves, what state do I want to to die in? You know, to be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's awareness and presence in all moments of our lives. Uh, there are individuals that have passed away, you know, in a state of 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 uh, watching pornography. You know, um, brothers and sisters have passed away, you know, listening to haram things, watching haram things, engaged in haram things. If we're spending, you know, hours on end on these smartphones, that makes it, you know, very likely that we could pass away in such a state. You know, if 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 a third of my day goes to this device, then there's a, a ch- the chance, you know, a, a, a third of a of of a of, um, of a chance you could say that I I'll pass away in such a state. You know, we, we have to think of of our um, you know our endings, how we would like to end, and try to live the way that we would like to um, leave this life, and and that should encourage us to 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 restrict anything which we would not like to to be doing. As we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jazakumullah khairan. Jazakumullah khairan. And with that, inshallah, we will we will close. Jazakumullah khairan, Sad Ashraf, for your time. Jazakumullah khairan for those who are listening. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who put our uh, knowledge into action. Amen. And just, just before we close, I invite the brothers and sisters watching to. Um, this is very ironic now <laughs> to follow Roots Academy on social media. And the reason I'm asking is we don't churn out content on a day-to-day basis. We don't, turn out, don't even churn out content on a week-to-week basis. We are trying to highlight important conversations and we're doing them as and when, uh, as and when we can and, and with the, hopefully with the right people that we, we believe uh, should be heard and for all of us to really to provoke thought and and deep deep uh, deep thinking on and contemplate on our own sense and our own selves uh, in the in the generation where we are distracted from our own selves um so inshallah ta'ala Rich Academy UK's uh, Facebook page and hopefully uh, by the coming October um hopefully we'll be launching a program of learning called the essentials a 9 9 to 12 month program for young adults to educate themselves uh, in, in the basics and the essentials of their faith. So we ask Allah to give a tawfiq, so do keep an eye. Jazakumullah once more, Sayyid Ashraf. And we will see you all again, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, tomorrow afternoon uh, at about 4.35 p.m., there's another Roots conversation with uh, Iqbal, Sayyid Iqbal Naseem from NZF on in Salah, Transform Your Prayer. So um, do uh, tune in to listen to that conversation as well. May Allah uh, forgive our mistake and accept our efforts. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu wa akhru da'wan. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.